Hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello. <laughs> I can see you looking at me. <laughs> oh, I'm tr- about trying to intro in my bloody guest and I'm just having a lull already because I was so serious doing my little intro just then. But um, today I have the most fabulous Lauren Bullen, a.k.a. Gypsy Lust. And we are going to have some fabulous conversations today. So, I mean, before I start laughing again, let's bloody bring her in. Mm. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thank oh, you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. I feel like we're going to have so many interesting topics to talk about Mm -hmm. and I just can't wait to get cracking. Yeah, let's get into it before we talk too much off off mic. Yeah, fully, fully. (laughs) I find out everything about you. I'm like, shh, I need to just shut up here. (laughs) So, okay, tell me, obviously I told you I start my episodes off by asking what is something that no one knows about you, so... Okay, what so I had it? I had to phone a friend because I was like, what does nobody know about me? And I phoned a friend and she came up with the best one. Um, I don't think anyone knows this, but I've been arrested multiple times. For what? <laughs> <laughs> so there's like two definite occasions I can think of. When I was a teenager, I was like a I, I was a bad girl. So was I. I was so bad. I feel so sorry for my you parents. You were a little naughty brat. I was naughty brat, like just like the teenager off the hook who just wanted to just have fun mm-hmm. and be irresponsible and crazy. Anyway, so the first time I got arrested was in my little hometown. I was drinking in public. Police came over and as they came at me, I tried to run and the police officer chased me and like coat hooked me. Is that the word? They put their arm around your neck and they yeah. basically like pull you to the ground. Yeah. Coat hanger. Coat hanger. Yeah, 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 he yeah, coat yeah. hangered me and then no. <laughs> he arrested me and took me home and then dropped me home and my mum went crazy. I'd already been so bad. My mum was at the end with me. And then she went absolutely crazy at me. And then I went to my room and then I cut my fly screen out and escaped out the window and left and didn't come home for like two to three days. No. And I think I was like 16, 15, no, 15, 15 oh or 14. God. I can't remember. And where did you go for three days? I, I don't even know. I just went from like house to house until mum finally was like, if you come back, you're not in trouble. Because I was like, I'm not coming back. I'm going to be in so much trouble. Like I just, yeah. I just went off. And then the second time was even more interesting. So this time I actually went to the police station. Um, it was a festival on the Gold Coast and I was 17 and I had a fake ID and we were on a bus and we just got so drunk as you did before festivals. Of you course. did all the pre-drinking on the bus. Yeah. And we got to the festival and we were coming up the, all the way up from Lennox to Gold Coast. We had a lot of drinking time. And when we got there, we got off the bus and we're like, okay, quickly drink, drink. Like we've got to finish this bottle of vodka. And then the police came over and they did me for drinking in public, underage drinking and fake ID. No. So, so it's like three, whammy. three, yep. Triple whammy. So they took me to like the police tent in the festival and were like, you're not going to the festival, you're arrested. And they had me in handcuffs, but they didn't do them up tight enough. And I managed to like, I could feel it. And I was like, I can get out of this. So I slipped the handcuffs off. And then Stop. I went running through the crowd and all these people could see me and they're all cheering like, yeah, go. And I'm running through the crowd. I see my friends and they're all like, there she is. And then I was running and they came and got me. Like they caught me in the crowd. Coat, coat hanging you again. me again. <laughs> and then they took me back to the tent and then they handcuffed me really hard. By now they're like really angry because I just ran away from them. I think before maybe I would have like got away with like a little bit of like a slap on the wrist. And so then they really handcuffed me, threw me back into the paddy wagon and then took me to Surfers Paradise, no, 
Southport Police Station and put me in a cell. Stop. I was like, I was in a cell. How long were you in the cell for? <laughs> maybe like four hours. Stop. And there was another girl with me who'd been arrested from the festival too. She was maybe like 20 and she was so drunk. So she was passed out most of the time and I was like asleep, passed out. Like, cause like, what else do you do? You're yeah. so drunk. It's yeah. middle of the day. So you both passed out and then, then we woke up and we're like, oh, what happened? And we're like talking to each other. And then they finally let us out. And by then I think I'd lost half my belongings. And, um... They took us back to the festival because they're like, we'll drop you off where we like took you from. Yeah. And they dropped us off at the festival. By then you have like none of your belongings. You don't have a ticket. So I literally sat out the front of the festival just waiting for all my friends to finish. No. And then they came out and I was like, hey guys, like, uh, yeah, I was arrested. I was in the police station. I just got back here. And they're like, no way. And I think I had like one to $2,000 in fines. No. Yeah, as a 17-year-old, I was like, that's a lot oh, of money. For I was gutted. I was like, as well. what a day. Yeah. Especially. <laughs> didn't get to go to the festival, got arrested for three, th- like, three fines. I was like, luckily it didn't like give me a record or anything, but yeah, thank. But then do you know, you know, the other thing as well is when you're that age, like missing out on a party or a festival is it, the end of your, the, your world. It, it is like everything has come cr- crashing down. <laughs> it was like a devastating day. I actually might've even been 16 or 16 or 17, but I had a fake ID and it like wasn't mine. Mm. And then they sent the fake ID back to the girl who owned it because I had her address on it. And then she got it back and then was like, here you go. You can have it back again. Oh, stop. <laughs> so like, yeah, one of the, one of those classic, which I I mean, we all did that, but like there yeah. were the odd occasions where you'd like found an ID and used it. But. Yeah, but no, I actually knew the girl and she was and, like, yeah. And did you say there was a third time? <sighs> I, there was like other times where we had troubles with police, but yeah. in terms of actually being put in the back of the paddy wagon, no, mm. I think it was only those mm. two that I can think of right now, but oh <laughs> let's not God. dig too deep. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's, let's uh, stop it there. But all, all of that happened before the age of 18. After the age of 18, I was like, okay. I'm a good girl. Got to be a little bit better now. <laughs> That's so interesting. I'm, I was also really fucking naughty. Like got expelled from three schools. Like, oh, really? Used to like sneak out every weekend. Yeah, like, yep, sneaking out. I often feel like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people that are like this are like, you have a certain personality type where you want to like do things with your life and you yeah. want to be like out there and like you're obviously super successful but like maybe when you were in high school you felt like you were being like held back and you were having to follow these rules and do all these things that yeah. are just not in your nature. No. So you no. rebel. Yeah. What else do you do? <laughs> it's so interesting. I love meeting other naughty Naughty, yeah. yeah. When people tell me like they did nothing, never snuck out, never this, I'm like, what? What'd you do all your teenage years? Like I was that was like horror. the highlight. Like going to school was like planning what, who's how she going to stay at yeah. where, who's got the best house to sneak out yeah. of we'd always stay at this one girl's house because her mum drank heaps of wine and would just fall asleep on the couch and we'd like <laughs> that was go- almost like my house yeah yeah and we'd like sneak out to like the oval and drink goon yeah yeah I'm like can you imagine like going to a park at 1am to drink now no, it's awful no awful <laughs> I was like what was that it was so fun though <laughs> it's so funny okay so I guess like for anyone who's listening who doesn't know you, which I mean, if they don't, they're living under a fucking rock. But <laughs> do you want to do a little intro of like who you are, what you do, all of all of that sort of like how it all came about, kind of yeah, thing? or just like even just like who you, who you are and what you do first, and then we can kind of dive into okay. How it so started. I guess I'm like, well, I was traditionally known as like a travel influencer because that mm. was kind of what my life was. It was just going from destination to destination, promoting like travel hotels, etc. And then over the course of like the last probably two to three years, it's transitioned more into like lifestyle influencer. So Mm -hmm. not traveling as much, but more working with like lifestyle brands and like talking about like, because I I started like settling down more in Bali, build a house. So it was like kind of showing a little bit more of like a lifestyle rather than just travel, but Mm -hmm. that also comes back into it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, now I live between Bali and Australia and um, in between any other time I'm traveling, I have a dog in Bali. I have a big house that I just, we just rented out and we, yeah. it was like the house that we built. And then obviously if any of you guys follow me, know that my ex-partner and I, we broke up uh, nearly a year ago now mm-hmm. and the plan was always to rent out the house. And now we've just started renting it out and yeah. been back here in Australia for a a month or so now. Where are you living in Oz right now? Palm Beach on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I have an yeah. apartment there. So I came back a year and a bit ago when my sister, my twin sister, mm-hmm. um, she was having a baby. So I came back for like three to four months. And while I was here, I was like, I need my own spot. Mm. So I got an apartment, which I'm glad I like got in there when I did. Yeah. And then I planned to like come back like a few months later. And then COVID continued and it was still 14 days in a hotel. So I was like, I, I can't do it again. One time was fucking enough. Definitely. So, um, finally I've come back now and back in my apartment. So it's cool to like be back here and have like my own little base here and finish setting it up. Yeah. So you, you obviously own it then. Yeah. Yeah. So you can decorate it exactly yeah. how you yeah. want. And like the plan was when I first bought it, I was like, I'm going to rent it out. Mm. It's going to be like an Airbnb. The same thing as like when I'm not here, I'll rent it out. And then when I'm here, I'll have it. And then I just kind of realized it was like my little home. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I've got all my things in here. Like mm-hmm. I have a lot of personal stuff and like mm. nice furniture that I've like invested in. And like, I really like my little space. So I think it's just going to be my spot. And then when I'm not here, like having family come stay or whatever. Totally. Like a nice little pad on the Gold Coast. And good, just being able to come back when you please and yeah. not have to think about it. Yeah. Like that just have be. my own have my own space because like I don't like going to some like going somewhere. Like say I was coming here for like a month or two and not feeling like I have a home and feel like I'm like imposing on people. I, I don't like that feeling. Like I like to just like have my own spot, have my own space, my own belongings and just like get into a bit of a routine. Totally. And not be living out of a suitcase. Yeah. Like you can actually no. unpack. Actually, li- yeah. Get settled, get into yep. a good routine. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm like, so how do you think your career like started? So how did, I know like I remember following you years ago and you had like a pretty big following before you met Jack, right? So I met Jack in 2016 and at the time I had close to 100,000 followers, yeah. which back then was like so much so much more than like what it is today, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time I was full-time doing it. I'd quit my jobs. Before yeah. that I was a dental assistant. So I'd quit Were everything. You? Yeah. Right. Um, I quit everything and was like full-time doing it. And I was mainly working with like tourism brands. So like mm-hmm. Tourism Queensland, um, Tourism Fiji, which is the trip when I met Jack. But I was basically making enough money to like – Live off, live off that and do it full time because basically like when I got a job and got paid and got to go to a destination, that was like almost savings for me because normally I would save up to pay for that. Totally. So, so and what like, what stage in your life did you go, okay, I can do this full time and like what did you, because I know there's so many women out there who, you know, feel like, I mean, even myself, like I work full time and I have this debate with myself all the time, like, you know, do I go, do I go full time here? Do I, it's been something I've gone to do and not done over the past like six years. Yeah. So like for anyone listening who wants to like start a business or has a bit of a following, but is trying to like build it up. Trying to make that like transition. Yeah. What, what kind of advice would you give them? I think for me, it was kind of like I felt like I didn't really have anything to lose because mm-hmm. the job I was doing wasn't something – it was something that I didn't want to do forever. It was kind of like my transition of like it had a good pay and it was like I could rely on it for like being able to get work 
and it was a good job. I worked Monday to Friday, but I knew that I didn't want to progress in the career. And I knew that like what I was doing, like brought me, it was a passion. It was like a hobby. Yeah. So when it started turning into like a business and making money from it, I was like, well, I don't even care if I don't make like amazing money. Like as long as I make enough to like not go backwards. Mm. And, and enough I, to get by. Enough to get by. I'm still getting to travel and that's basically all I was saving my work money to do. So I was like, mm. I'm getting the travel for free plus I'm getting like pay. So like I can't see like why I wouldn't do this. It was like I wanted to be available for it. I didn't want to have the burden of being like, oh, I've got to like tell my work I need another week off or I need another two weeks. Mm. And because I'll be coming so back to back – I was just like, I don't really have anything to lose. Like all I wanted to do was ever just like work for six months, save up money and then go travel. So I was like, I'm just going to go for it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, Good on you. And I think if you make yourself available, then like you're more open for the opportunities. Absolutely. It's like if you don't set that up in your path. Yeah. Then you're closing the door because you're like, oh no, I can't, I'm not open for it. But if you're just like free and available and open, you'll just take on any opportunity. And I think that was a big milestone was like just being like, nope, I'm an open book. Like let's do this. Was it scary? It was scary, but like at the same time, it was exciting. I was yeah. like, you know what? This is a new chapter. Like, I'm going to quit. Like, I'm going to. And like, it was kind of like, at first, I was like, well, oh, I hope I get like enough. Like, I'd had like a few little jobs here and there, but I was mm. like, oh, well, like, just go for it. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I guess like back then, you know, there was such a different algorithm and stuff with Instagram. Like, yeah. you post one of your epic travel photos and it would go viral. viral. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like now, I mean, now it's hot. Now the reels is different. I reels, think, I think totally. reels have brought in a whole new pathway to success for people like mm-hmm. for outsiders and people who are new, who think like, Oh, I'm, it's like the industry is too advanced now. I can't get in there. It's like brought, brought in like, a whole new ball game for everyone. Absolutely. Which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Like I think like if anyone's listening and is like thinking about it and it's like interested in their hobby or like they like they're passionate about it, I think now is the time to like go for it. Yeah. And you'd suggest for people to like pump through those reels and stuff. Yeah. Like from what I've seen on the outside, especially like smaller accounts, you have more chance to go viral than the bit like a bigger account like me. It's almost harder to get those videos to go viral because you've already like – to go like to go viral reels, you've got to hit a few things. Like it's like saves, sends, likes. Like it's like how how much watch time there is, and if you're and it's also to do with your following. Mm. So if you've got a small following, you're getting high views and saves mm. and stuff. They can see that this is like an exciting video. Like mm. people are watching it, people are staying on the platform. Mm. They're going to push it out, push it out, push it out. And you just see some of these people that have absolutely no followers just getting millions of views. And yeah. it's like, wow, okay, like this is like, this is the new way. Yeah. And if you can consistently keep popping out videos and find like your niche, that like I'm seeing so Pump many it. people are just like growing and like having this whole new like a whole new account pop out. And it's it's e- like even like some of those TikTokers that have popped up. Yeah, like, same. You know, like Millie Doyle who does their like teacher impersonation. Oh, my sister showed me her. Yeah. She like, loves it. I am like obsessed with <laughs> she it. She does like teachers and mums, right? Aussie yeah, mums. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. And she, I followed her from when she had like 20K or something. She's just mainly TikTok, right? But now her Instagram following's gone, gone up crazy. to like 300K She or was something. like- Presented the TikTok Awards or something, right? She won Best Creator yeah. in the TikTok Awards presented by, yeah. oh, which rapper was it? Jason Derulo. Is he really? a rapper? I don't know. He's a rapper. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, he presented it and she won these awards and now has, like, 1.5 million followers. Oh, wow. And a year ago. It was nothing. Had no following. No. 20K. 
Not even. Like she came, she had no following. It just, she just. She's just in the last year, year and a half, has just gone poof. Yeah. So it's like. Wow, good on her. See, I love that. Because it was, it got a bit stagnant for a while where like everybody was like, it's like there's no way to grow anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a little bit like, "Mm." and then TikTok came out and everyone was like, oh, this is a new platform. Maybe I'll have my time here. Yeah. And then Instagram obviously stole that. Yeah. And people can make it on Instagram too with Reels. Totally. (laughs) I feel like though, like there are so many like new people coming up in TikTok and new influences happening yeah. from that. And then that's now coming over to Instagram too. For sure, for sure. So I feel like that's... It's just the video. People want short, quick, interesting videos Absolutely. that catch their attention and they're like, cool. No <laughs> one cares about me fucking standing with a cocktail. No, like the, the photo posts are just like, you just do it to like fill your grid and like keep doing what you've always Fully. done. But like when it comes to like thinking about like ideas for like cool things to do on your page for like business wise. You're mm-hmm. like, you need to like focus on reels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Reels and stories, Ethan. Yeah. Store, people love a story. People love a story. Yeah. And if you do like a good, interesting story yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Hook people food in. for thought guys. <laughs> I love it. A few it. little tips. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So obviously, so you, you had your, you know, you, you're following, you decided you were going to quit doing dental nursing. Yep. And oh, yeah, we what, got a bit off track there, didn't we? No, no, we did, but I felt like that was an important yeah, topic important. to touch on. Yeah. Um, but so then, and how did, how did you and Jack actually meet? So we were both doing a Fiji tourism job mm-hmm. and he was – he wasn't really working so much from his Instagram. He'd done some other things through Instagram, was like doing well with what he did. But in terms of his account, which used to be called Do You Travel, he wasn't. Is it not anymore? No, he just changed it to oh. his full name, Jack oh. Morris. But um, he was like, started to get like a few jobs and was like, actually, I think I want to like give this a go and like do this. So Fiji was like one of his like second or third jobs on that account, even though he had quite a big following. Mm. Um, and he was basically backpacking for years before that. And that's what he was doing. But he was he was making money in a different way that I didn't even know about. It was basically like repost pages. So, you know, the pages that used to like repost content on different niches. So like an animal platform like page that just shared like cute animals. He did that kind of thing and they sell ads on there. And he was like running heaps of pages and selling little ads that were like $50 an ad, $100 an ad. And like, right, it's a completely different, images. It, it's not, no, it's not like, it's not an influencer. You're like a, like, you've got to know those pages, like the fashion pages, the how interior design ones. Like they have like a million to 2 million best vacations, mm. beautiful destinations. Like mm. these are the big travel ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they basically repost people's content, mm. but they also get some like sponsored stuff. Like they'll have sponsored posts that they would do for like two hours. Mm. It, it's like a completely different to influencing. It's like yeah. when I learned about it, I was like, what? I didn't even know this was going on. So I followed. I didn't even know this was a thing. I followed some of these repost pages and I used to be like, oh, I just want to get reposted by them. Because back then that was how you grew. Mm. If like beautiful destinations or best vacations reposted you one of those pages, you could gain thousands of followers just from them resharing your picture. So you would hashtag and tag them Mm. hoping that they would see it and re-tag you, Mm. repost you. So anyway, he was in that industry and doing that. And then he kind of like turned one of his repost pages into his own page and like did the transition where he made it not just about travel, but it made it about his travels, Mm. which is like hard to transition like a repost page into a personal page. Mm. So he successfully did that. And was just starting to like, he'd been doing it for like a year or so, like traveling and like starting to share his own photos and learning about photography. Mm. And then when I met him, he'd been doing like a couple of jobs. But Mm. then, yeah, when we were on that Fiji trip, we were like there for a week together and we just got along so well because we just had so much in common. We both were like, like passionate about photography and travel and like Instagram. So it was like something we could really like, we could sit in bed and like both the editing photos and that Mm. would be like us bonding. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is awesome. Which is awesome. It was great at the time. And like, it was like what we had was like amazing. It was like Mm. really exciting, really fun Mm. relationship. Like, Mm. so we both kind of got together and we're just traveling and like obviously became a couple pretty quickly. 
and then everyone kind of like caught on to the whole travel couple. So it was like we were traveling, but we were both in the pics together. And like back then, nobody knew how. They're like, how are they both in the picture? Who's there? Do you remember when like, <laughs> I remember like no one ever knew what you guys looked like. Because it was always from behind. Yeah, it was always. It these- was always the back of your head. Like you were like, you were trying to look like you were in the moment. There's no camera. You were pretending like, oh, someone just ran so into a picture of us. Yeah. So people were like, who's taking these pictures? But really it was a tripod. It was a tripod. Okay. So it was, it was a, tri- a tripod. Or, or a Photoshop. Yeah. There was times where we both took it, we stood in the same spot of each other and then we photoshopped each other into the photo. Yeah, right. Yeah. Otherwise, tripod was great. Like we were never with anyone else really. Really? So that was like back then, like now you're kind of like, well, duh, everyone does that. Everyone has a tripod and takes yeah. pictures. But back then no one knew that. They're no, like, of course. How? Like they must have a third person, but we didn't. It was just us. And we just, yeah. But anyway, these pictures went really well for us. And then people caught on to like us as a couple traveling and that's when like everything went. Yeah like exploded for us both in like business. How long into doing that do you feel like it? Well, we met in March, started traveling together in April. By the time, when did we move to Bali? In October. So we did like a good like six months traveling around like Europe. We went to like America, like we went to like quite a few different places, Asia, Europe, um, America. And like that was kind of like a mix of jobs, but also just traveling for fun. Like I had some jobs already lined up with like brands, like some little fashion things or like watches, like, like the little things, it was enough to like not go into my savings. So like, I was like, okay, like I'm getting, getting by. And then we could get free hotels really easy. So a lot of times we weren't paying for like our accommodation, staying in beautiful places. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of snowballed. And then it turned into like a big business and it was crazy. Yeah. So it was like six months of like fully traveling, but we were still like working. Yeah. But um, I, I I feel like there's like a few key photos of yours. In this time that well, went crazy. Yeah, just like I remember there was one. I'm pretty sure it was in like Cappadocia. Yeah, with Cappadocia the, with their balloons. With the balloons. The balloons in the rooftop. We had like puppies. Like because whenever we did a picture, we were always like we just wanted to make it like so epic. We're like, okay, we're going to be having breakfast. Yeah. With a platter in front of us of breakfast and there's going to be the balloons behind us. And then yeah. like – oh, you've got puppies? Oh, we'll hold a puppy as well. Like, yeah. it was, like, kind of ridiculous. Like, now I look at it, I'm like, oh, God, it's kind of ridiculous, wasn't it? But that but is the, such sick photos. But at that time, people were like, I just want to be in this moment. Like, so that was, yeah, around that time was when our photos were, like, really, like, popping off. And mm. it was, we also went to Morocco and, like, had this one, like, it was a picture of us in the pool having breakfast yes. at this Riyadh. Yes. And it just went was crazy. Was above? Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I, my like, following was maybe. Yeah. I'm like, and was it posted on the 4th of July, 2017? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> The date and time. Yeah. So at the time I had far less followers than Jack and my post did more in likes, like from there. Because that, that's how like, that's how like a f- one photo could just go viral. It's crazy. Yeah. And then I think the other iconic one, like this one's fucking one? iconic, is the giraffe one. Oh, the giraffe manna. So that was like another six months later for my birthday. So we're having breakfast again. Breakfast. I feel like we just had breakfast everywhere. <laughs> I feel like you made brunching so cool. Yeah, everyone's like, like, I need to have breakfast in all these de- destinations around the world. Breakfast yeah. is so cool. Yeah, yeah, fully. <laughs> breakfast with the giraffes. That still to this day is one of my favourite memories, that hotel. Yeah. So that was like a surprise trip for my birthday. And oh, it, that like that hotel, like it's it's not just like a pretty photo. Like the experience is insane. And I'd love to go back and do it again and not care as much about photos because obviously back then I was like most of our trips and days like they kind of revolved around like Mm. like we were like it was a huge passion like it was like what photo can we get like putting everything into like getting up getting ready like before sunrise like you're getting up in the dark and like setting up where's the best angle like best time for the photos like you like 
sometimes didn't live in the moment as much 100%. as you wish. 100%. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't regret it. No. Because it's how we got to where we got. Like we were, mm. we were working really hard and like mm. really like hustling. Hustling it out. So like no regrets, but now I do value that I can relax a bit more. Yeah. And amazing. not care. Like if I go to a place and like I don't give it, I might be like, oh, damn. But I'm like, oh, well, like whatever, yeah. move on. Well, I think the thing is as well is it's like you've been to all these amazing places yeah. and now you can look look back look at back. those times and go, okay, I'd love to go here again, here again. Yeah, do and it again and just like – so this summer particularly I was more like when I went to Europe I was more like in the moment, didn't care so much about mm. getting a photo, which was nice. It was kind of almost like a break, like a little break from like being obsessed with photos, which I think the That's obsession great. over photos ended like a, a year or two ago. For, for sure. Like for you? Yeah, yeah, like like the being less obsessed with getting the perfect shot. Mm. It became a little bit more like, I think when COVID hit, yeah. it was like a real turning point of like, you know how everyone's content changed to being like, I'm at home, get creative at home, like trying to like change it up. It was like change it content up. vibes. Yeah. So I feel like, especially for like the travel people, they were like, oh shit, <laughs> what can I post in my bedroom? Yeah. So it was like a bit of a like learning curve for everyone and they kind of, I feel like a lot of people found a different spin if you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, definitely. going a bit more like maybe like fashion or like Doing being able to do like more, yeah, a bit of a rebrand and not being so like, cause there was like a, a time where like those style of travel pictures were like what the everyone, thing. even like the models and everyone, they wanted to go like travel and get these like travel pics. Like it was like the trend. I feel like the trend's almost going in more of a way of being like less filtered and less beautiful and it's like people want raw. And more like simple, not like everything going on. Not so much. Not like the breakfast and this and that and everything. Which, but like then it was like. As much as you can have in there. This is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like you needed as many props as possible. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's definitely changed. Fuck, so interesting. So yeah, so you pretty much, so you did your like, you obviously did that Africa trip six months later and then yep. were you living in Bali? We were living in Bali. We were still travelling every month, Yeah, especially at the beginning. Like we had our base there but we were hardly there. It was more so like a place where we could have all of our clothes. So like say we got like a winter trip, we could like go back to Bali and, they, and someone could book our flights for a month ahead because prior to that they'd be like, we want to book your flights. We're like, well, we have no idea we're going to be tomorrow, let alone two weeks' time. Like I don't know. Um, so it was a good place to basically like base, come back. Mm-hmm. Someone has our flights already booked out of there. You can like come back, refresh your wardrobe. It was like unwind, get a massage, yeah, have a massage, go to the gym, like just have like a little bit of like routine. And then as the years progressed, we got a bit cozy with Bali lifestyle. So we like to do a little bit more half, half and a little, mm. be a little bit more in Bali. Cause I liked the routine of like, you know, going to the gym and eating at like nice places and just like unwinding a bit. Yeah. I mean, it is such a beautiful place to live and there's just something about living there. It's, yeah. You you can't explain it. No, you can't. Did you live there? I lived there for two years. Yeah. And it was just. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Well, no, I'm surprised we didn't like. I don't even think I really even saw you well, when you were I there. Well, I think when I was there, I didn't really socialise so much. It was mm. only in the last couple of years that I really started to be more of a social butterfly. Before, when I was there, I was kind of like, I'm here to just, like, not do much. So, like, yeah. people would be like, come stay here. Like, do collaboration for this hotel. I'd be like, no, why would I do that? I want to just stay in my bedroom and, like, just relax and, totally. like, do my routine. I don't want to go and work and, like, take photos. Like, it was, like, doing my all- time off. Yeah. So, like, even with, like, partying, I didn't even party that much. It wasn't until, like, the last three years that I started being like, oh, like a party a bit more because before I was so focused on when I was there, I was being healthy and going to the gym and like, you know, I didn't probably could let my hair down a little bit more. 
Yeah. Which I learned like later and then I was like, oh, now this is fun. Yeah, well, I mean, like, at least you learned it. Yeah. But I, I do think it's a very easy place to be relaxed and yep. chill out because there's so many things you can do for yeah. that. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I feel like I wasn't that big of a party animal when I lived there, but I guess that's because I like worked full time Monday to Friday. It was yeah. just, it was when. Um, so you had something to focus on and stop you from. Do you know that Bamboo week? Blonde? Yes. Yeah, I used to do their like designing and buying there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so random. That's so, so random. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, so um, I feel like I'd go out because every week there was, you know, you know it's, it's how we kind of, we were speaking of, guys, sorry, I was speaking about this before we recorded, but like, <laughs> you know, every week someone's coming over and someone's yep. visiting. So I felt like I'd always go out when that when was happening. When they were coming, yeah. And then when people were gone, I'd be like, whew. <sighs> and it took Relax. me a long time to get, make friends there. Yeah, it did. I found it, it the, really the reason hard. it's hard, particularly not, not as hard now, I don't think, but because people were so transient. So like if you like met someone, they'd be like, yeah, I'm just here for like a week. You'd kind of be like, well, what's the point in getting to know you? Like, you're like, okay, cool. Nice to meet you. Like, yeah. bye. So Absolutely. like, at, so I know like when I started like going out and socializing more the year before COVID hit, I remember just being like, there's not much point like trying to get to know people because they just go. Yeah, totally. When it's you're like living there. for a month or two or they don't know. Yeah. And- like someone come up to you and like, how long have you been here? And you're like, oh, I live here for like a few years. And they're like, and like what about you? Yeah, I got here like yesterday. Like I live here. And I'd be like, do you? You got here like yesterday. What yeah. do you mean? Are you just on a two week holiday? I'm confused. Like, Totally. And people like been there for a week and think they're like, yeah, settled. Yeah. Yeah. So how has it been since okay, let's, COVID Let's hit? talk about COVID in Bali. Yeah. COVID <laughs> in Bali. COVID in Bali. So I spent majority of the last two years there. Yeah. I did come back to Australia for three months and went to Europe for three months and I've been here now for a month. But in between that, I've spent, yeah, basically the whole time in Bali and it's been a really interesting time to live there. And I'm like very happy that I've got to experience it and been a part of it. So like obviously Bali really relies on tourism and it's been like sad and like I'm always like, like, like I've been really involved with the charities there, like Feed Bali. So like I went out one day, they're like a charity that's basically helping to feed people. So like it is a really bad situation for the local people that like it basically like snowballs across the whole island. Like even like you think of just like your driver, but like your driver might – be like providing for his entire family in the village. So like definitely like the local people in Bali, like you think of Indonesia, Bali is what's struggling. Indonesia's not really struggling. Bali is struggling because they're so tourism, like they all work somehow in tourism. I think it's 80% of people rely on tourism. Breaks my heart. So anyway, it's been like really hard. And like there's been a lot of amazing charities that have stepped up and like, like this Feed Bali is just basically a husband and wife who had a cooking school. And he's Indonesian and she's, I think she's half Chinese, half American. And they started basically a thing called Feed Bali, which is a small thing that they were just doing when it first happened to like, they had all this food from like their cooking school and they basically just started this thing where it was like feeding local people. Like there's many different charities there, but this is the one that I've particularly been involved with. So I went out one day and I seen like what's been going on and like I've always been donating to them and I got to like take food around and meet some of the local people and just kind of like see the effects of it, which was heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking, but Heartbreaking, like but it was a good you. opportunity to go out and see it and then be able to share it with my followers and like a lot of people could then see actually what's going on and see the people that actually do because like with with donations and charities sometimes you're a little bit like is this actually going to the people like you're a little bit skeptical sometimes sadly totally so but being able to see them see how like transparent they are and everything it was really nice to be able to then like share that because like a lot of my followers obviously love Bali travel there have traveled there because of me so um that's one side of it and then um otherwise there's been like a lot of people that 
like a lot of people left. So when COVID first happened, heaps of people just like, I'm out of here. And it got really quiet. A lot of like Australians went back. And then like over time, people started slowly coming back. Like some of the people went to Europe and stuff, they would come back. And then um, a lot of Australians, like I don't see many Australians. Like I think they're like few and far. Like you're like, oh, an Australian, hello. Like whereas before it was like, Every second person was Australian. So that's kind of sad. But um, over the last couple of years, a lot of people have kind of like, I guess, migrated there. They've like been like, well, my country's in lockdowns. My country's shit. And like their friend might be like, let's go to Bali. Or like a lot of people have also transitioned to working online, like across the world, not just like working in social media or anything. Like a lot of jobs don't have to go to the office anymore. They work online. So a lot of people now have the flexibility to be like, well, I can make the same amount of money and I could like move to Bali. And they started making it easier for people to get like working visas and kitas, which is like a working visa, yeah. which you probably would have had. Yeah. Um, so that whole thing's kind of changed a bit. But then there's been like, with like the nightlife, there's been like this almost secret, I was like talking to you about before, but I didn't want to tell you too much. There's been almost like a secret society of like what's going on there. Like it's calmed down a little bit now, but especially like the first year, year and a half, Basically, when you would go out for like a night out, because like people probably like, what's so even, what is even going on in Bali? Like I don't see anything of the nights out. They put a sticker on your camera. So they, they cover up your cameras and they say no phones, no photos, no nothing. So nobody is sharing it on social media. You have a sticker on your phone. So you'll finish the end of a night out. If you go to a few places, you'll have like a few stickers over your phone, like covering all your cameras. If you'd like get your phone out, they'd cut like security, come over and be like, no. So if you're in like a nightclub, like a party place, even like like a sunset spot, like you're at La Brisa or the lawn at like 4 p.m., your camera is covered, no photos. Why? Because they didn't want the outside world to see – like, because at the, especially at the beginning, it was so like no partying, mm. where's your mask, social distancing, no partying. So if they had seen people like jam packed into this place, all like squished up next to each other partying while there's like a pandemic going on, it could have like gone really bad in the media. So they yeah. basically didn't want it to get like shut down. So they wanted it to be like not seen. They're like, if you're here, you see it, if you're not. But one of the most like interesting ones for me was this certain place that basically it used to be Omnia. Did you ever go to Omnia? Yeah. I never went to Omnia, but basically Omnia sold and it's now called Savaya. Really? And yeah, it's like, it's a different company that owns it. Oh, I didn't know And obviously that. they don't, it's the same venue. And I think might have had like a little bit of like a revamp. Oh, that wasn't open for long. No, not really. Yeah. But I guess being like a big international thing like that, they couldn't really afford to stay open. Like they couldn't bring their big acts that they normally bring in. Um, so basically this new company bought over it and then it became the thing that everyone wanted to go on a Saturday night, especially like a year ago. Um, so on a Saturday night, you go to Savaya and when you go there, you check your phone in nobody is allowed to have a phone. So you walk into Stop. a party before sunset, like it was like an early thing. So there's also like the, you're dealing with curfew. So a lot of times like a lot of places had to close at 10 PM. Like it was like a little bit like secret. Some places were stay open late, but they're like a secret. Like they're like backdoor kind of places and they're Where open until 2 AM. But do they keep your phone. So there's like a check-in box before you go into the totally venue. Safe. It's, a, it's a full on, like it's a full on system. They give you like a ticket, like a, a number for your thing. I think it might even be a wristband or something. I can't remember, but like you fully check your phone in and they like have these like big boxes. Like it's like a really organized, safe situation. And then you go in and nobody has their phones. And then they introduce this thing where you could have your phone. If you paid a certain amount of money, you'd get like a case, but the case would block your cameras and you can't Stop. take you can't take your phone out of the case so like you cannot access your camera but then you'd be that weirdo like I never did it you'd be that weirdo that has a phone and everyone's like why do you need your phone you can't yeah. take a picture nobody can even like text you back yeah. because nobody has a phone and True. so like you're you're a party and like in this day like in this day like it's really rare nobody's on a phone 
you lose your wow. friend, you have to just go chat to people. You have to go look for them, you have to go talk to them. Like you're just like, you're just there on your, like you're just there like present. Everybody is present. Nobody's sitting there. Nobody's taking pictures. You don't get there and all the girls like, can you take a picture of me? Can you take a picture? Can you take a picture? Like it's like refreshing that you get there and you're just like with your friends and you're just down to party. And then because there's no cameras, you don't give a fuck what anyone sees you doing. Yeah. Because no one's got any proof of it. Like normally you kind of like a little bit like, oh, like someone could like video this or take a photo. No, it's like free game. Like. Wow. And it was like a really fun party. Like it was like a really, really fun party. And that's like so – like I feel like you don't get that whole, you know, no phone, really in-depth conversations no. unless you're like backpacking or something. No, like it was it was a really cool experience. That's and like sick. You didn't like really appreciate it until you're in the moment. Then you're like, this is sick. I hope that like they keep this rule. And I'm like, look, honestly, when it's like not COVID sort of thing, they're not going to keep this rule. Like people want their phones. They want to take a photo. Like they want social media to see the party. Like mm-hmm. – but like – when you're in the moment, it was like really cool. I think now they're starting to let phones in. Like I think yeah. it's changed. But for a good year and a half, like literally everywhere you walked into, no photos. Really? You couldn't film like a party. What if you were going to like Potato Head for like to sit on a day bed in the day? I, I mean, Potato Head closed for the majority of and it. And I mean like who really so, goes there anymore anyway? Yeah, but like, <laughs> they revamped and it's much like better now. Is it's like it? really cool. nice. They've like opened a hotel and everything. Right. So basically a lot of the strong businesses are like powering, like cool. powerhouses. Like you'll go to like certain places on like a Friday night, like Black Sands Brewery. And it's like, you're in a huge queue and you're like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Everybody on this fucking island wants to be here. And then like, it'll just randomly get like closed down. Like the band will come and like shut it down or whatever. And then everyone's like, where are we all going? And then everyone will kind of like go to the same place. And then next thing you're at this little, like, it's like a cafe and like coffee shop. It's called Revolver, but now they've opened. Oh yeah, I love Revolver. They've now opened yeah. one on like near the Chengdu shortcut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like the pop in place that like everybody's pouring out onto the street. Like there's people everywhere just piling, trying to get in to get a drink. Where is it? Is it like Brower side of the shortcut? No, Chengdu. Chengdu right. side of the shortcut. Like you come off the shortcut, you're staring at it. It's like straight there. Really? And it was just like a coffee cafe, like cocktails, but now it's like, boom, like exploded. So there's like the kind of like when somebody has their night, Fuck, I every, go there so everybody is there. Like everybody is there. And it's like, it's it's really cool. Like it is fun for sure. Oh, honestly. But you do see the same people a lot. You're like, oh, yeah, same people. Yeah. yeah are again. I feel like it's kind of like the coast though. Yeah. But it's, it's still, it is busy. Like, but like oh, in terms fun. of like you drive down Kudo, you drive down Seminyak, sometimes it's like dead. Mm. But like Chengu was like, it had its expat community. So like a lot of people, if they lived in Seminyak, they moved there. So like Chengu was doing pretty well, but it doesn't mean everyone was doing well. Like yeah. there's definitely the businesses that aren't doing well, but the ones that are strong and like maybe like have a strong brand or have a strong product that they're selling, like they're, they're doing well. Like, I, I don't know if I can say well, but like they're busy. Yeah. They're not going to shut good. down. Like some, I mean, some people are busier than they were. Yeah. They're doing better than before, but. How fun. I'm yeah. like dying to go back there. I know. Like as soon as they lift this quarantine, Book me. Book me in. I, that's what I, mean, I just keep saying that. I've been saying that for like the last year. I'm like, I can't wait till like Bali's open for like Australians because like I miss that like people just popping in for a week. I'm like, I'm going to be here this week. And I'm like, yes, let's all do this. Like let's all get a villa and like do this. Like it'd be so fun. Yeah. I like miss being able to plan those things. Because totally. like nobody's really coming and going. It's like the same same kind of people or like new people moving in. But like especially Australians, no one. No yeah. one coming. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's it's. It's shitty. Like even like this is like my best time of year to travel because mm-hmm. like Chinese New Year and it's like I've doing finished all my buying up until like yeah. March, so it goes probably. quiet for your work. Yeah. So it's like super. This is the low. time where you'd go. This is my ideal time to travel, and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't want to like book a flight now. I, f- I just feel like I need to give it a little bit longer. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But now Queensland's 
open. Like yeah. you can like not quarantine on your way back. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. So, I mean, I could go somewhere that does that I don't have to quarantine mm-hmm. in, which would be amazing, but I just. There's I a think, lot of places that you can go to. I don't. Yeah. Indonesia is really annoying me, but like. I know. It's, 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 it's so just hard to, it's hard to just be like, you should be doing this, but it's like, they're like a huge population and they're all spread out over tiny islands. Mm. So it's like some of the islands don't even have a hospital. So yeah. if, if it goes really bad in those islands, what are they going to do? They yeah. can't like you look at the vaccination rates. How do you vaccinate that many people that are spread across on like thousands of islands? I know, like and it's like little villages and stuff. It's really privileged. Like you should just open because like Bali would be so like busy. Everyone would be going there, but yeah. it's like Indonesia as a whole is like Bali's a blip. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. in terms of like for the Balinese, like I'm like, can they just open like some kind of like because Bali is like very well vaccinated. I'm like, can they just open some like little bubble where people can just fly into Bali? They can't yeah. go to other islands and like just like start that way, like a soft opening, mm. and like just like let the Balinese like you know get a little bit more of that income come back in because Absolutely. it's like dragging on this long. It's like how much longer can they really survive off like relying on like charities and like you know like totally. Yeah. And it's such an easy trip for Australians too. To do, yeah. Because it's so quick and easy and yeah. like it was, yeah. It's for me, it's the, I feel like the reason I'm so keen to get there is because it doesn't require much planning for me. It's like no, I can you go just, stay with my best friend or I yeah. know where I can book. It's like I've got my Bali number. I've got, which I've actually I have no idea where that SIM card is. But you, know, like <laughs> you, you know what to do when you're there. Yeah. You feel comfortable. You're like, oh, scooter guy. Yeah, like, you're like, I've got all my contacts yeah, ready. <laughs> yeah, and it's just easy rather than going to like a new place, which I also, that's like my one of my favorite parts of traveling. But yeah, but that's like a comfort of like, oh, I can go have some fun, like yeah. catch up with people. Like it's like a second home. Message why aren't come over a massage. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I just, love it. So good. You have like your people that yeah. you're like, oh, can you come over yeah, today? <laughs> massage, please. So good. I love it. So what is your, so what's your plan? So you're going to have a base in Palm Beach and in Bali. Yeah. At the moment I don't have a home in Bali because my big house. So I I have a house that I built a couple of years ago with Jack. So Jack's now my ex-boyfriend. So we always plan for it to be like a rental but obviously when we broke up, we're like, okay, let's like prep it to be a rental. So we finished off all the work we wanted to do on it. And then we launched it back at the end of December. We launched it to be like a nightly, weekly, monthly rental. And it's kind of a weird time to be like launching a short-term rental yeah. because you don't have tourists coming and going. So you're kind of relying on like a little bit of flow of like, especially like when it's a luxury villa and you've got like a higher price tag. A lot of the like bigger luxury villas are really discounted because they're like, we just want to get some people in there to Absolutely. make a little bit of money and cover our bills kind of thing at least, at the very least. So we were kind of like, okay, like what's the interest going to be like? Like we know that we have like a lot of our followers interested in staying, but in terms of them being in Indonesia. Is it possible? Yeah, is it possible? So we had like a few bookings come in over like the new year, like the first like week or two. And then we went quiet for two weeks and I was like, oh God, like we're we not going to get, we had like a few pop up throughout the year. Like a few people book like, you know, four days, seven days. But I was like, oh, like, you know, when you're like, you know how good this could be, like how Absolutely. exciting this could be to launch and like heaps of people coming and going, like it would have been perfect. But we always knew that like we're launching in a weird time. Yeah. But then we just had someone move in the other day um, for a month. And oh. then at the same day we had someone else wanting to move in for a month. And then we had like another inquiry. I was like, okay, everyone just wants to move in for like a month now. Like they don't yeah. want to do like the week or nights. They just yeah. want one month. That's amazing. Though. Which is amazing. So now I'm like, okay, cool. Like sorted. So where will you live when you go back? So I'm going to build again. I'm going to have yeah. to rent when I get back, find a nice rental um, to, that allows my dog as well. Um, but yeah, I'm planning on building. So I started looking into building new, like a new little development 
in like Uluwatu Bingen Way. That's cool. like a new area that's kind of like starting yeah. to pop up a bit, which is cool. Um, so we're looking around there, land, and then also I'm looking at Prairanan is the new area. Yeah, love Prairanan. Yeah, yeah, so now it's like popping and Sese is going to be like the yeah. even next one. So Sese it just, was like so far so away like, when I So like, moved. yeah, off in the rice fields. But now it's like people starting to build there. Like Prairanan is like packed up. Like all the new, that's where the new restaurants and stuff will all be opening. Um so I'm looking at like maybe some land there too and just like deciding between the two, but something yeah. much more smaller, more like yeah. two bedroom and like doing something where there's like, I might like build three villas in the one like area and the one yeah. land and then rent or sell the other ones yeah, and then cool. have my own home. That'd be awesome. So that was like the plan before we left a month or so ago. And then when we go back, we're going to get back into that. Yeah. Amazing. Cause now I've done it. Like I'm like, okay, I've got all this experience of like building. Like it's like, it's exciting, but it's also really challenging building yeah. in Bali. Like there's a lot of things to learn. It's very it's very different, like learning all the different like rules and like like I've I've learned a lot along the way with my last place. So like I'm excited to like use that again. Absolutely. Like do it again. It's definitely different. And like you gotta be so careful that everything's done Every, properly. Everything's done right. And it's like yeah. Like we've run into a few little like speed bumps along the way where I was like, okay, I've learned. I've learned what to do next time. Like now yeah. like I I feel like I have a good list of contacts for like the good people for like who's a good builder, architect, who's mm-hmm. good gardens, like all that kind of stuff and like I feel like I could do it like a lot better next time or like more profitable. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's so good. Mm. So what, so obviously like, you know, you've, you built up this business with Jack. Yep. You've broken up. Mm -hmm. What, how, why did you guys like end your relationship? So we were starting to fall apart for like a year or so. Like that's when we started, like I could tell that like we weren't like, planning big things together if that makes sense like he wanted to like do this clothing line on his own and like we were just sort of drifting a little bit yeah and I think it really like was magnified when I came to Australia and he stayed in Bali when you did the three month trip. when I did the three four months yeah. when I met you yeah. that time I came back because my sister was having a baby and I think that's when it really kind of like was like I noticed like a big like I guess like distance between us like we hardly called each other. We text all the time and like we never had like, we never were like fighting or anything. We just were like a little bit distance. I, distant. I came over here and like met a lot of new people. I was like having fun, like like bought this apartment, which he obviously bought with me at the time. And like, he wasn't that like interested in it either. Like he was kind of just like doing his thing. He was focused on like starting a clothing line and like he didn't want to do that with me and like I didn't push to do it together but I was like normally we would have done everything together like we'd launched we were doing an app we had our preset business we had our house like we had done everything together up until then but he was like I want to do something on my own so I was like okay fair enough like yeah doesn't make sense like we could do it together and done male and female and it would have been far more successful but absolutely he wanted to do it separately which I think was subconsciously him being like I wanted like I want to do it myself kind of thing like it was a and how His did that challenge. make you feel? Did that make you like feel I, uneasy? I, yeah, like I just kind of felt like I was like, this is a little bit odd. Like is, this was kind of like a little bit of like a, you know, you get the little inkling where you're like, mm, something's, something's up. telling you. Yeah, I was like, something's up here. Like we're not like fully flowing together. Yeah. Anyway, so I came to Australia. He didn't come. Fair enough. Like it would have been a big process to try and get him here. We have a, our dog in our house and our cats in Bali. Like it was better. He stayed there and I was coming back for my sister. But when I was here, yeah, I got the house and like I formed my own little life here. I was like, met a lot of new people. I was like having fun. And then when I came back, I came back and we straight away did like his 30th birthday. I planned like a yacht trip in um, Komodo Islands. Amazing. And I just didn't feel like he'd met all these new people as well. And I just didn't feel like we were completely like aligning. Like it wasn't like bad, but it just wasn't like. Didn't feel. Just didn't right. feel like amazing. And like, you know, you're like you're back together after months 
months apart and it was just like kind of like oh okay cool yeah whereas you should be like <laughs> like wow like oh like so excited like at, at the first day and like the first few days of course it was it was exciting he's coming out, showing me all his brand I'm talking about Australia we're going on this trip like of course it was all exciting but like just deep down you knew something was kind of missing like yeah like, something feels like a little bit off here um and then over the next so that was in October and then we didn't break up till the, the beginning of March so over this next like how long is that? Like six months. Yeah. I guess we just started to like drift more and more apart. Like he would be like doing his own things. Be like, Oh no, I'm going out for like boys night. And like, there's just like a little bit of like a divide where we weren't like coming together. Like I'd be like, Oh, about like living in Australia. Or like, I'd be like, Oh, like when are you going to come to Australia? Like, when should we go to Australia? Are you Are going to come to Australia with me next time? So you like, you can see the apartment and like meet like my nephew, see my family. And he was like, Oh, um, there's no way I'm ever doing like two weeks hotel quarantine. And like, at the time that kind of like hurt me. Cause I was like, Oh, you can't even do that for me. Like, yeah. you, can't, like you can't even just say like, Oh, like it's probably better. I stay here or like two weeks is a long time, but I'd like do it if you really want me to come. It was like, it's kind of like shut down of like, Oh, I'd never do that. Yeah. Which like, I don't blame him. Like if he wasn't like 100% feeling, it, it was kind of like two weeks in a hotel. Like he's already like feeling like a bit like like I think he was like sabotaging the relationship without knowing he was. Yeah. He didn't like – it was really good. Like once we actually opened up about everything and I kind of just like was at the end of it. Like I, I spent like a month in Dubai in February, Jen Feb. Yeah. And he was there for the first week or so and then I was basically – I was with his sister for a week and then she left and then I was by myself for like a week or 10 days or something. And that was my time where I really just like – I was processing everything. I was writing in like a diary, a journal every day and like writing about like how I felt, what was going on, what was the relationship, what do I want to do, do I want to break up, do I want to work, like – and I kind of came to the conclusion that like, I didn't think I wanted to work on it. I was like, I just don't see that like the things that like I'm not liking or I want to change. I feel like they're kind of like him mm. and maybe like these things won't change yeah. without like a lot of work and that person needs to work. Like anytime I ever like made prompts about like, oh, we should like come meet me. I think we need to have like a serious chat. He kind of would like diss it off. Yeah. Um, which is hard. Which is hard. I just think he was like a bit blocked. Like he was a bit yeah. emotionally blocked and like didn't want, like didn't want the drama. Like it's like, totally. oh God, I have to have like a bad, like hard conversation. So like Some none of it I hold. Yes. I like, I don't hold any of it against him. And like once we finally chatted about it, like, it was like probably the best time for us to really like put everything out there. And he like was like, yeah, true. Like I really did sabotage this relationship. And he was like, I like, like owned up to it all and was like, I need to do like some growing. And like, there was a bit there where he was like, I think like I can like make this work. Like I can put in the effort. And he was trying to see like some like spiritual guidance and like trying to like, you know, make some little efforts and stuff. But I was just like, I, it's not enough. like even when he'd be like, oh, like I can do this. I was kind of like, he'd be like, oh, I went and seen this tarot reader. She said that we're like, uh, what does she call it? Like basically like soulmates. And I was yeah. like sitting there like, oh God, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> not soulmates. Like stop it. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I think I was just like, in my fault as well, I really should have pushed on it earlier. Like I yeah. think earlier I should have really been like, no, we're talking now, we're breaking out, we're seeing someone, we're doing this. If I really like in the earlier stages, that's where like, I really should have just like stepped up and like been more brave to like really say how I felt and like tried to like, make it work but like also in hindsight I'm like you know maybe we just weren't I mean everything happens for a reason exactly like, like I don't hold on to anything he doesn't hold on to anything like no. and, and that I, is scary as well you don't know like you had a, a lot at stake as well like mm. you own properties you have all these businesses like everyone it's online not, like knows this as a couple it's, and it's not like, just oh a normal God. breakup you're in the public eye so. so that was like the hardest part for me was like being able to actually just like do it and just say it I was like oh god oh god like and I was just kind of like I worked myself into like a bit of a like a rut. Like I was like just not in a good headspace. Like I was just like partying and like just like trying to like let it out any way that I could. And like yeah, like like if anyone around me knew that, they're like she's like 
you could tell that I was like hurt and like yeah. confused and lost and like didn't know what to do. Like I was, I was lost. I was like, what do I do? Like I'm so confused. I go to bed just being like, do I do? What about this? What about the animals? What about my dog? What about like the house and like the business and like what are people going to so say? Like stressful. Like, oh, we've been together this long. Like if I like we break up, then I like if I meet someone, like I'm probably not going to get married for this many years. I'm going to be this old. Like, oh, do I just like it's stick like it? The female <laughs> brain. <laughs> And like we just like overanalyze and think about everything. Yep. Whereas like when I told him, he's just like, oh shit. Like then he goes and processes it where I'm like, oh, I've been processing this for like six months. Yeah, like, fully. Cool. Welcome to the party of like processing this shit. Fully. But um, yeah, so it all kind of happened how it did. And like I've talked about on YouTube and everything. But um, now to this, like to now we still have the preset we don't really do together anymore. We have them just in the background, but we won't really focus on that anyway. Yeah. And then, um, and it was very much like about, the two of us, like it's called do child presets. So it's like I, I use them. Do you yeah. know what I use? Yeah, I edit one? all my photos. Which one do you love? On I mean, you guys can still get them and they're fifty percent off. So like, oh, we should do a little discount code. Well, they're already fifty percent off. Oh. They're just like <laughs> never mind all, then. We never would do anything more than like twenty or thirty percent, and now they're just fifty percent off cool. every day. So like they're like they're in the background, but we just don't push it. It's not in our bios or anything. What do I use? But Hold tell on. us, Lightroom. I think I use Tahiti. Oh, on, Tahiti. On so it really like makes you tent. Yeah, wait. Nice golden one. <laughs> Let me look. Yeah, I use t- Tahiti on everything. Oh, every photo. That. Like, I don't use love any of the that. other ones. I'm, I'm so happy. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I, I, when you just, I actually forgot that they were even yours until And then just you then. had the name and you're like, oh, wait, I use them. Yeah, I've literally had them for like, I years for five years yeah because like we launched so basically we launched them years ago like presets when before we first they did were it. a thing before we were one of the first kind of like like influencers to do it and honestly we were so successful with it like I'm really proud of what we did because we Fuck did it yeah. we did it at a time when it was like peaking like people were like wanting to know how to, how do you edit your photos and so like that was like a really big thing for us but then we basically like weren't pushing it so hard we weren't creating new ones and then and like then it became a saturated market so we weren't making mm. near as much money as we were but anyway so that's still there it's still yeah. going when we have the house 50% off right now guys and um then obviously we launched an app so we have tone studio which is an app that we, it's a photo editing app photo and video editing app do you have that too i feel like i've if, heard of that if you don't download it <laughs> Let me let me let me do we're a in the we're Google. in the we're in the midst of like a big revamp. Like we want to like put What's more it called? into that tone. tone. This is called tone and like the T O N E T O N E Tone Studio. So it's it's basically a photo and video filter app. And oh, cool. Yeah. So when did you we launched make that? that in like September twenty twenty? So like over a year, year and a half ago. Idea to get that downloaded, uh-huh. yeah, and um, that's Fuck, now been that our new focus. Process making Huge. An app. We have like someone, we have like a business partner who's done apps before, and we've now launched it on Android as well. So cool. that's kind of like our new focus. Like, yeah, it's basically taken away. We're like, okay, the presets are still like some people love Lightroom, and like Lightroom is an amazing app. So like the presets are still amazing, and like I'm still going to launch my own, yeah, on my own because like some people still love that, and I still use Lightroom as well, but. For like stories and like on the go editing, like quick easy ones, an app is so much faster. You just and like is this in what you do in this yeah. one. Yeah, it's more like cool. bang bang in out. Oh edit. my god, I've j- I'm gonna use it when I get You're home. Like, Ooh, yeah, this out. <laughs> I'm such a rookie with like editing. Yeah. Oh no, I'm actually I'm not too bad. It's just like me putting in the time to, to actually like, do, do it. Yeah. Like you, you like the, if it works, you're like it's good. I'm yeah. In and out. I'll keep to stick to what I know. Totally. So we have yeah. So anyway, we have the app. Um, we have the house. 
And apart from that, I don't does he, think... Does he still own the Palm Beach place with you? No, I bought yeah. him out. Okay, cool. So we basically bought it together and I just bought him out of it. Yeah, and just said like easier. Easier. It was in my name anyway because I'm Australian, he's yeah. not. So it was just like an easy process. Like yeah. when we first broke up, he was like, okay, so like what do you want to do about that? Do we sell it or like do you want to like buy me out of it? Because like I don't have any use for it. I was like, obviously I'm going to buy you out of it. Um, so he's still so never saw, never, never seen it, there. never been there. Um, and I put in all the effort for like yeah. doing all the interior stuff. So I was kind of like, oh, I'm happy. Like yeah, it's my it's, spot. It's your baby. It's my thing. Like yeah. I put in all this love and like, you know, like moving into a house and like filling it and like finding friends. Like, like we spent hours upon hours upon hours like setting up a home. So yeah. anyway, that was my little baby. So now we only have, we share our animals still. Yeah. So, so luckily we're still like, we're still really good friends. Like we still will be messaging any other day. Like there's nothing weird between us. Like so we crazy. can message about like things that are like business. We can message about the house. We can message about like our pets and we can message about like personal stuff too. Like there's like, Great. there's nothing like, there's nothing awkward. It's not like uncomfortable. Like he's met Liam as well. Like, so we haven't really got to that part. No, I know that was like my ne- <laughs> that was like next part. But so he's met my like new boyfriend and like, it's like not when I was there. I still haven't seen him since we broke up. It's not intentional. Like people online are like, there's like drama. You guys are like skipping seeing each other in Bali. I'm like, we're not trying to like, we're not avoiding each other. We just don't ever make it on time. Like say he was like, I was leaving Bali to come to Australia on like the 8th of December. He was meant to come back on like the 5th of December after his quarantine. So we were going to overlap for three days. And I was like, we were like, great. We can sit down. We can go over all this like stuff for the house. And then the quarantine changed and he had to do it longer. So he didn't get back until I was already gone. Yeah, and right. so people think that that's like drama that we're never in this, we're never there at the same time. It's happened twice. And I'm like, there's like, no, it's not drama. Like it's like, it's just hasn't worked out to be there together. It's not like we're like avoiding each other. Do you think though, like if, because how long since you've seen him? March, uh, end of March. Fuck, that's a while. It's Nearly a year. year. Yeah. Do you feel like, I know obviously you've moved on and everything, which is I feel like when you've moved on, it makes it so easy to not, think Being, about you know mm. but do you do you feel like it'll ever be weird when you do see each other I feel like the initial first like saying like hi it would be like a bit like like you'd be a little bit like oh hi like weird, you'll yeah. be a bit weird and you feel a bit nervous like do I do I hug you like how are yeah, you like it'd yeah. be like have you changed like yeah. it could be a little bit but I think like instantly you just be back to like totally oh, like when like I call him out something like it's just like no. oh hey like it's just like oh like yeah and I think it's because we were friendship was never the problem for us we always still got along. We had like, we could chat about anything. And like, we were like good friends. Like we had like yeah. a lot in common, all our friends in common. Like that's amazing. we could talk though. about like anything and everything together. And like, we, we understood this. We had the same, like we knew the same in like industry, the same like interests. So like, I didn't have, we didn't have to explain things to each other. It was never like a, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like yeah. it was like, yeah. So that part of things was never a problem. So I feel like that's why now it's still not a problem. Yeah. To still be friends. Yeah. That's that makes great. sense. Yeah, totally. It was more just like, the love was lost. Yeah. Like the intimacy of like a loving couple, that kind yeah. of part was like a little bit like. Yeah. You kind of almost just became like best friends and yeah. business partners. Yeah. Which is, that, that, happens, that happens too in relationships. Like yeah. it's, it, that intimacy it, is a hard thing to you keep have to alive. Keep, to keep alive, you have to work on it. Fucking And obvious. if you stop, then it sometimes it gets to the point where it's like. And you get into a routine of stopping it, and then it's hard to get back get into back it. Get back in and then it feels kind of like weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it always happens to me. I get complacent and then I'm like. And can't be bothered. I'd rather mm. just go to sleep. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> don't touch me. Yeah, don't fucking touch me. I've got the ick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Right. Well, that's fucking awesome, babe. Like the fact that you can even be amicable. Like I am like not really amicable with like anyone I've dated. Maybe well, like one or two people. I don't have any like connection or like friendship with any of my exes either. It's not that we're like not amicable, but like some of them ended bad. 
but this, I think this is my first time of like being like this and I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. Like it's nice yeah, it's to sick. not just like not know anything about someone and be completely blocked from everywhere. When like well, you go from knowing someone to blocked everywhere, it's kind of like, oh. When someone's such a big part of your life too and then suddenly they're not, it's fucking weird and it's yeah. sad. Yeah. You, then you're you, grieving the loss of the friendship as well as the relationship. Yep. So I feel like that's what made the breakup a lot easier as well because I wasn't really grieving the loss of the friendship because I was like, oh, I still have my friend. And how did like – how did he – because how long after breaking up did you start dating Liam? That was really quick. Yeah. So obviously you guys, you know, super amicable. You've sorted out all your businesses. Like things are great, which is fucking awesome. But, that you know, you're in the public eye. So there was a time where you needed to go, hey, we need to like let our followers know. So how did you decide you were going to post about this? Like what? what – tell me about it. So, uh, yeah, obviously we had to announce it because people were already speculating, like in the month leading up especially, people could tell, like they could tell we're staying in different places. Like we were still living together, but like we just were like never really together. And like we both went to Uluwatu one weekend and we were at different hotels. Like there was just like a lot of weird things. And then like the biggest thing was that he went, he left the left Bali on the 31st. He was like, okay, we're, if we're breaking up. So breakup was like the beginning of March. And he was like, okay, well, we're breaking up. Like I need to go off somewhere and like leave this island. So he was like, I'm going to leave. Do I stay for your birthday or do I leave? My birthday was 2nd of April. So like almost a month later. Aries. Aries. And um, so he was like, I'm going to leave. I was like, just go before. Like there's no point you being here for that. Like it's just going to be confusing. And so he left at the end of March, like the 31st or something. And so people were like started speculating around this because they're like, why is he flying out? Why is he leaving Bali before Lauren's birthday? Like Lauren's not going away. Like because he was like, oh, a solo trip to Egypt, blah, blah, blah. And then on my birthday, obviously he didn't post anything. And like I was there like with all my friends and like he wasn't there. And like it just looked weird. Like people were like, why are they not together? So like the DMs were constant from people being like, what's going on? When are you going to just like announce that you're broken up? Like tell everyone, like be honest about it. Like stop pretending that you're still together. Like just like people starting to get a bit nasty about it like a bit mm. like angry mm. and so he, he got heaps of people getting angry at him and being like look what she did for your 30th like she threw this amazing like boat thing like surprise you with this and like you can't even be there or wish her a happy birthday like what is wrong with you so he was like copying it hard like he would message me and be like I'm getting like an insane amount of hate messages can we just like announce that we broke up like I can't with this anymore so we basically he was like I wrote up what I want to say and like he sent it to me and I was like, wow, that's fucking so nice. Like I was like crying. I was like, oh, my God, this is like so sweet. Oh. Um, so then he was like, so we like just post it tonight. I think it was like maybe like the 6th of April, like a few days after my birthday. Um, and, yeah, so we just like both did a post together, both just did like an album of like a few like I random photos. Yeah, yeah, just a few random photos over the years and just did like a nice write-up about like our time and like what happened and just saying like we've like grown apart. We're like it's still going to be friends, blah, 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 blah. And, like, to be honest, like, most people were, like, really supportive. Like, some people were disappointed and were, like, like you should work on it. Like, like you have this, you have that. What about the dogs? What Like, the dog, what about the cats? Like, what about this and that? Like, people were, like, a little bit, like, disappointed that that, like, we were, like, they're, like, you're just giving up. So, like, there was definitely the people that were, like, oh, like, I'm so happy and, like, happy for you and happy that you're chasing happiness and then you're not just like staying stuck in like something that's not working but then you had the other side of people being like you should work for it and like this is disappointing and like like not happy about it and like I guess they were kind of like a lot of people followed our whole relationship like I had even people messaging me like like you guys were like my couple goals like and they're like actually generally upset which is like really sweet and like so that was like the hard thing was just trying to be like it's like it's okay like (laughs) it's gonna be okay but um yeah, so that we announced it like a month later. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Fuck. Sorry. And then do you feel like from then on you kind of felt like a weight was lifted off your shoulder? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was just like, okay. Because like even like being in Bali and like going around, like I'm like people don't really know that you're broken up. Like people like oh, like kind of like what's going on? Like are they together? Are they not? Like it was just all a bit – so once it was like out there, I was like, okay, like I can just like – I can just be me. Like people now know what's going on. Like when you're like keeping a secret like that and like – like I'm going and like getting this rental and he's like leaving and it's like just all a bit weird and it's yeah. like I wasn't really posting that much on stories and at the same time like like when we announced it and like when he left like I was going through this like weird stage of like you know partying a lot and like it's like I was just like run down and like we were on this rental I wasn't sleeping properly like it's all it's very stressful it's like a huge shift so like it's not an easy time and I think people could like see that in me, like even in like a picture, they could like see that like, yeah, you know, you can see it in people. You can see it in people that they're like, they're going through something. Like they're not like themselves. They don't look like happy and glowy. Like they're a little bit like. Yeah. Trying to like. It's like, it's like that thing, you know, the show me a photo of trend and you know, heaps of people like show me a photo of when you you're look, at your worst. You're at your no worst. No one knew. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I was about yeah. to say it's so wrong. I was like, show me a photo of when you look happy, but you're not, but yeah. it's definitely <laughs> yeah. not that. <laughs> yeah. And that's totally one of them. Like I even look back at old photos of me when I had like pretty bad anxiety and stuff and like. You can see it in like your eyes. Like, I, like, yeah, oh. I can see it now. I'm like, I look like sad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people could see it coming long before. Like they're like, I could see this coming like over the last few months. Like I'm so sad, but like I could see like the divide between you guys in the distance. Yeah. It was like wasn't like a huge shock to some people. Some people were like really shocked, but some people were like, no, I've seen this coming. Yeah. Oh, babe. Mm. Hectic. Well, I feel like there's a lot more to dive into. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about Liam and how Mm. you started and your relationships. I kept it kind of quiet in the beginning just because like it was a bit of a sensitive topic, especially at the beginning. Like when we like first announced it, a lot of people were upset. Mm. So I feel like now I can kind of like, dive into like the beginning of my relationship with Liam a little Mm. bit more since it's like not really going to upset anyone anymore. Yeah. Um, Well, I hate to do this to you guys, but we're going to dive in into those dirty little details on part (laughs) two. So I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you guys loved the episode. Thank you so much for sharing everything you did today. And we will see you next week. See you next week. (laughs) Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the Acast Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. 